welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Controversial Talk with Smog. Today I have a special guest by name Paula Odera Odenibo. Uh, Odera, could you, uh, well first and foremost, today's topic is going to be on feminism and the African community. And uh, I have a special guest, she's actually my sister and uh, she's a self-proclaimed feminist. So, I mean, who else is better to be on on, on this show than Odera Odenibo? Odera, could you uh, introduce yourself uh, to the to the many viewers, I mean listeners out there? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my name, first of all, my name is Paula Odera Odenibo, just like you said. I'm his favorite sister. And, uh, oh yeah. So that is me. What else should I say? I mean, so what's your educational background? Um, what do you do for oh, a living, yes. and what actually aspired you, uh, you know, to be, to be, I guess, feminist by nature, you know? Okay. okay so my educational background is, I have two undergraduate degrees. Um, but the one I'm proud of and the one I'm I pursue, I'm pursuing. Mm-hmm. Could you could you be a, a little bit louder if you don't mind, please? Oh, I'm sorry. I said I have two undergraduate degrees. There you go. Mm-hmm. But the one that I'm proud of and the one I'm actually pursue, pursuing is my um, honors BA in psychology with thesis. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm currently I don't really have a, I mean I have a job right now, but it's a casual position. I work in an inpatient treatment for women with concurrent disorder. Yeah. Um, I'm applying for grad school. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I get into grad school next year um, for the fall semester. And uh, I'm also looking for like a more permanent job because the job I have right now is just very casual. Okay. Um, what aspired me to be a feminist? Well, I don't know. Like, I don't really like to often define myself as a feminist because there are so many negative connotations to feminism, especially within like North America because take it to a different level. Mm-hmm. I'm not really aspiring to be a feminist. Basically, I believe in the basic, the real, like the original definition of feminism, which is the equality, which is financial, educational, political, and everything equality between male and women. Mm-hmm. It should not be like, it should, should never be a movement or political stuff. It should just be the way the world is supposed to be. There's not, there's no big difference between men and women. Seriously, there are yeah. just some few biological differences, but that should not make it seem like a man is better than a woman. If anything, a woman is better than a man. What the one who bring in the world to the, the one who bring life to the world. So that's all I gotta say <laughs> about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about what me. Okay. Okay. Hey, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, hey, women are powerful. You know, uh, without women, there'll be no reproduction. You understand? Exactly. And, I mean, even in the Bible, for people who believe in biblical studies and stuff without eve i don't think adam could have had could have reproduced you understand and uh, even even in the lower animals like there's always a female and and a male gender and once they both um both merge together and i guess reproduce so yes women are definitely in my opinion and i think you would like to agree with this they are the most powerful of both genders you know, yeah, I definitely I, yeah. no qualms. I have no qualms with that with that theory. So, with your definition, I guess you've already defined what feminism is to you. Uh, yeah. 
So my my, th my other question is this, right? So I know the African culture, you know, Afri we're both Africans. We're both from West Africa, West Africa, Nigeria. And uh, the culture, the Nigerian culture, or the African culture in general, isn't too fond of women in power. You know, like women in politics, female women, uh, female um, presidents, female governors, and so on and so forth. So my, my question is to you, right? How do you think we can change that perspective? Uh, honestly, it's so difficult. Even I myself, like I'm just tired. Of, Wait, like, stand by real quick. My my dog my dog is barking. Let me try to stop him. Stand by. I'll be back. Okay. No, you can hear me, right? Okay. Sorry about that. Sorry for that breaking transmission. Uh, my dog was barking up a storm and. I could pretty much hear him through my through the recording. <laughs> so back to my question, right? So how do we change this um this culture of you know the, I guess this ignorance that uh, women shouldn't be in power or hold position of authority in the African community? Uh, I think it's so very deep rooted into like the culture. I don't know where it started. I don't know if I should bring it into like colonization or brought it in or if it wasn't before that. But it's so deep rooted that it's not so something that just one person can do. Um, it's something that has to be a collective effort of both female and male. But mm -hmm. it's like in Nigeria, I can I cannot speak for the whole West Africa. I can speak of Nigeria. I won't speak of Nigeria. I cannot speak of the North because I know nothing about the North. Yeah. But I can see that it's starting to get integrated in you know like it's not as bad as it was before when we were growing up mm -hmm. um based on like what is in the media and like you know we like last time we went to nigeria too i saw some of it is it's like it's still a very um like male dominant society but it's i find women that having more of a voice now yeah which is like a good start but we still need we're still light ways away from where we need to be um how I, I don't know exactly how we can change it i don't have the answer to that um but i know that for one thing like we need effort of both women and men mm -hmm. and women effort in the fact that mothers daughters wives sisters have to start educating their brothers you know their husbands their fathers their sons on what it is to be respectful to to be respectful towards a woman mm -hmm. on like you, you know that men and women are equal and not the whole stuff where it's like like where it's like you tell a guy oh no you can just do whatever you want to do you know you're a guy but if you see a girl acting as, if you see a girl speaking out her voice or um you know wearing a pair pants or, or like trousers or anything you'd be like no you can't do this you're a girl yeah don't correct a guy from doing anything i feel like that is like one of the roots like something that's very into it because mm -hmm. I remember growing up, how they were like, oh, you guys cannot go in the kitchen, but I had to be in the kitchen. Even though when it was mostly my mom that said that, but when my mom left, you, of, among all, all of us, especially the boys, you were the ones, you were one that was most in the kitchen, which I actually appreciate. <laughs> but it's like those kind of little home training, I feel like we need to start there. Because now people are talking about in the media and everything, but if those home training are not really fixed, it's not really going to make much of a difference. Yeah, it's those little things that snowball into something big. 
you know it's just little things starting from small small things like if a girl is wearing whatever she wants to wear you start a mom start telling her you cannot wear this but don't know you girl don't know you um listen if you do this it means a boy can do what they want to do to you instead of being no telling the boy no if you see a girl dressing that way it does not mean she give you permission to do anything to her like you always need to get consent that mm-hmm. is how it should have started because little things like this um go snowball into you know basically raising someone who could potentially be an assaulter or a rapist you know yeah yeah that is my, that is where i see it i it literally needs to start from the home you need from the little little things that most of us take for granted we need to start showing that to be respectful to both gender um mm-hmm. I, when i say like i feel like women are super gender I, I don't mean oh women have to control the men that's not what i mean mm-hmm. like both genders should be respected both genders should be listened to and consent is needed in for both gender because i believe that both male and female can be assaulted and both of them should be taken seriously but unfortunately it's women that are like ni- over 90 percent the victims of assault and they're not taken seriously because they're female yeah I definitely agree. Well, when it comes to uh, the issue of you know reporting assaults, uh, male victims seldom do that, and uh, it's just I guess it's because of the stigma that comes with it. You know, yes. male men, for example, always feel you know they have this ego and this macho, and and most times they feel like hey, if I if I ever speak out about you know being assaulted, I'll be fr- I'll be looked upon like weak or something of that sort. Which, which is not true. I mean, but that's that's a topic for another day. I'm not. We're not going to dive into that today. <clears throat> so my next question to you: This is, <laughs> this might actually uh, rile you up. So do you believe that? Do you believe in women being submissive to their husbands? And uh, what do you think? In your in your in your opinion, what 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 do you think submissiveness is? In my opinion, submissiveness is when a woman, let's say a woman and a man both work. By the way, stay-at-home mothers are also being a stay-at-home mom is also a huge job. Okay, so when I say both work, I don't just mean going out to um, going to the office um nine to five, including stay-at-home moms. When both parents work, especially if they have kids, even if they don't have kids, when both spouse work, but then they come back to the house and it's the woman that is supposed to work. Are very tired feet to go to the kitchen and start cooking and mm-hmm. serve the man food when he's sitting down and he talks down to her like he's nothing and he feels like he has the right to do whatever but as his wife she cannot talk back to him as his wife she cannot ask him questions as his wife she has to bring the food to him take the plate out wash out cook the food and everything that is in my opinion is being submissive when there's not there's no equal partnership mm-hmm. i'm not saying that a woman should not cook Personally, if I know if a woman loves cooking, whether her job is to cook, whether she works at an office, stay at home, mom or whatever, if she loves cooking and she has no issue with it, and she will keep on cooking and serving to her husband, I'm perfectly 100% okay mm. and supporting. But it has to be her choice. It does not have to be something that was forced on her by society or by her husband or by her in-laws or by her parents or by expectations. As far as it's fully her choice, then that is okay. If she doesn't like it, and if let's say the husband in the case is the one who loves the cooking and wants to do it, that is okay as long as it's his choice. If none of them like it, if both of them come home and are both tired, then they have to share the job equally. Maybe today is the wife's job, turn, tomorrow is the husband's turn, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that mostly works in in an in, in the instance where the both work. 
you know and yeah, uh but like i said stay at home stay at home i'm using mom because I don't, I don't know much about stay at home wives right i don't really know much of what they do but i'm doing like a stay at home mom is also a huge job it's my it will be well i'm talking from point of psychology just so you know when i tell this i'm talking from point of psychology you know stay at home mom might be more difficult than a working mom mm. because you stay at home mom you're 24 7 with a child you know you need to, you need to be able to associate with people of your own you know of an adult basically mm-hmm. you need to get out and have a little bit of a life to, to keep some kind of balance and sanity but i'm not saying it's like you're gonna go insane with your child 24 7. so if you, you're with a child 24 7 and you don't have a break and then you know you come back to, and your husband comes back from work if your husband works mm-hmm. and you're expected to be his wife you know like cooking for him and everything while caring for the child 24 7. it's not like i see if you go to work if you any job i have a job any job you have like 15 30 minutes an hour of break but as a stay at home when you don't get that at all mm. get what i mean yeah so yeah that's yeah. why i feel like from a psychological point from a psychological point of view stay at home mothers should be respected a whole lot more than they are in our society and they're not and they too need a break they too need vacations once in a while like every other job out there okay do you do you believe in gender roles do you think there's certain things that are specifically for certain genders. No, I should have an issue with the whole gender, gender stuff. Can you keep you a little louder? <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe in gender, and I have an issue with the whole gender stuff. I believe, I believe in sexes. Okay, so that is the there is the male sex, um, well the XY chromosome, mm-hmm. and then there's the XX chromosome for the women. I believe in that sex, that sexes. But then when it comes to gender, gender is a social norm. So gender is something that I have a huge issue with. So when it comes to say something like gender roles, hell no, I don't believe in gender roles. If you, if you tell me something like a, a woman has to give birth, I'm like, yes, she has the XX chromosome, she has the womb, you know, she has the uterus. Yes, those biological things, I believe in those stuff. But if you tell me, oh, a woman has to cook, a woman has to raise the child, no, I don't believe in that. I believe both parents can raise a child, obviously, the women, are more suitable because they have breast milk but then when the child stops breastfeeding um the male and the woman can do the same job apart from that whole breastfeeding stop a woman can change the diaper a man can change the diaper a woman can burp a baby a man can burp a baby a woman can put the baby to bed a man can put the baby to bed i also believe like um what are the what are male dominant rules again i'm trying to think of one um like being a carpenter or whatever a woman can do that too i believe that i don't believe in gender roles because that is something I have a huge issue with. The whole okay. gender issue of itself, I have a huge issue with that. But I, I, I'm not dismissing biological facts. Mm. I'm not dismissing the fact that you know women have the XY chromosome. I'm, I'm not dismissing the fact that women are the ones with womb and uterus. I'm not dismissing the fact that you know women are the ones with um, you know certain hormones and males are the ones with other hormones. I'm not dismissing that. I'm just dismissing the whole gender roles that a woman has to be the nurse and a man has to be the doctor. That is what I'm dismissing okay uh so this is my thing right women are more uh they have the ability to nurture more than men you know and uh i don't know i feel like that's to me that's that, that's the role of a woman to you know in, in a child's upbringing because i don't know i feel like men can can have that nurturing ability or that nurturing uh how do I put this phenomenon? Okay, I hear what you're saying, but what about um, kids that were raised in single parent household? 
kids that were raised with just a single dad or there's not like kids that are raised in you know double parent household but it's both dads um there are so many of them out there that still end up were raised properly end up being raised right like kids that were raised in single parent mom only household they were not raised that properly they did not feel like they were nurtured or loved that much yeah like that some kids they were raised in the traditional parent household of a mom and dad but they'll tell you how much more closer they are to their dad and their mom that that dad was the one you know who was always there for them took them to soccer practices dance, dance practices you know mm-hmm. and they have more of a connection with their dad and their mom it's 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 a the whole stuff about women are more nurturing is a gender stuff the gender stuff that is backed up a little bit by scientific fact of the fact that you know the hormones that are produced in women especially during pregnancy this stuff is when a woman is pregnant with a child the whole nightmare it creates a bond that is true a bond that is a bond that a mother will have with a child that a father will not have with a child that is true i'm not dismissing that mm. and the fact that you know um, i'm trying to remember the female hormone just the uh, female hormone account estrogen yeah the fact that women have more estrogen that is true but you have to understand something that is just like what is put out there that many women actually who after giving birth go through postpartum depression and with that all those you know those um, very those hormones that are supposed to take them born with the child is not there when you go through that they actually legit hate their children but they can't say it out loud because you know it's put a shame to them mm-hmm. but it's just what i wish ends up making the whole stuff worse at that time obviously the man is the one who needs to come and step up and you know because the child needs that bonding why the woman goes through this postpartum depression it is very normal to happens to so many women but it's not spoken about because of this whole thing a woman is supposed to be the nurturing one so yeah. when you're going through that kind of situation and you're like does that make me not a woman anymore am i am i a terrible human being for feeling this way well it's totally normal because what people don't talk about is the body sees pregnancy as trauma mm. the reason why most yeah the body actually if you look at statistics among most miscarriages most miscarriages are for women are women who um, are pregnant with male because with the male with, with, when you're pregnant with the man you have that xy xy chromosome like xy chromosome i'm using that because i just my biology degree i hated it so i don't know much about it anymore <laughs> but then the body sees it as a foreign as a foreign thing so they try to discard it Unlike on, on like the XX because it's it coming to a woman's womb, so it's more similar. Yeah. Um, pregnancy on a female body is very traumatic. Going through the whole pregnancy, so when you go through all that and it's all done, for some women they have they end up being um, going through depression, and it's not just because they carry the baby. You know, like when women when they're pregnant, you know they have so many other health issues that are associated with pregnancy. Like most of them are just only happen only when they're pregnant, like high blood pressure, or diabetes. After they give birth, you know, the body tries to go back to homeostasis. But you know what I'm trying to say is like the whole stuff of women have to be nurturing. It puts way more pressure on the woman that mm. she might be going through stuff and she can't talk about it because it is said that the woman has to be the nurturing one. So a woman can be nurturing. We have all those all those genes and all those hormones that makes it um more makes her more nurturing. But yeah. it does not mean that every woman is that way. So that's one of the things I hate about that, about that woman have a woman is more natural one. It does not happen for so many women that way, and it makes them feel way more guilty. But the stuff is they can eventually get there after they've gone through, they've dealt with that trauma of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But it literally is a physical trauma to the body. After they've gone through that, they can end up being the best version of themselves for their children. 
but at that moment instead of putting that pressure on them why can't the man step up the man's body did not go through trauma he can still bond with the baby mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah 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 so that that's that's my whole issue with that that's my whole issue with that okay interesting perspective can a, can african man be a feminist or can a man in general just identify as a feminist hell yeah um, <laughs> didn't you say you yeah, agreed with me? <laughs> so, <laughs> does that mean I'm a feminist? <laughs> you should be. You, you, you should say you're a feminist. I mean, you don't have to outside to proclaim, oh, I'm a feminist, but but your behavior uh-huh. should prove that. That if you don't feel like you're superior to your wife, you know, if you feel like you're in a partnership with your wife, yeah. that is, if you don't, if you, if you don't feel like, oh, if I, I worked, I did the exact same job with this woman, but I should be paid more than her just because I'm a man. Mm. If you don't feel that way, if you feel like, you know, you do the exact same job, put in the exact same hours, you should be paid equally. That mm. is you being a feminist. If you feel like, oh, a woman can be a president just as a man can be a president, I feel like they have the same credential. You know, if they have the same credential, you know, they can get the same, the same job regardless of whatever the gender norm is. That is it. So, um, yeah, a man can be a feminist. I like to believe that my siblings including you are feminist because we're going to have issues to be or not and i like to believe that daddy is somewhat feminist he's there he's getting there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but daddy really is though he is getting there so i i like to believe that like because i if i i've known some guys who say nonsense like that and i literally just lose their number and never talk to them ever again and it's, it's just that easy for me like you can't be thinking that kind of nonsense i want to associate with me you know all right damn. okay all right so uh in the past uh africa has had one interim president this is according to my research so africa has had one interim president uh four acting presidents and four full-pledged presidents uh the only countries that have had four presidents in, in the african continent mauritius malawi and uh ethiopia you know these are the only three countries that have had female presidents the other the other um five were both were all either an interim or an acting president for like a couple of months for whatever reason maybe it was due to uh a coup d'etat or you know changing government and they were waiting for another president you know to take over yeah so my question now is so uh, how how do you think we can change this? How do we think how do you think we can empower women to start um applying for these uh higher positions in Africa? You know, and the funny thing is even America has never had a female president. I think to oh, me yeah. personally I think this what, is actually impressive that Africa has had up to four. You know? Uh, um, this is a topic for another day, but my issue, my topic, the way I view America is a whole different. Well, well, no, no, let's focus. Let's focus. No, we're focusing on the African continent here. You know. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about African. Right, like Nigeria, for example. Do you do you think we're ever going to see a female president in the near future? Not in the near future. Um, I honestly don't think in the near future. Um, because like I said, it's just very integrated into the community, into the society, into the mm-hmm. culture, into the belief. And I don't think it's because you know we don't have any female that can take the job. Oh my God, I feel like we have so many of them. The problem is the pathway to getting there is made so difficult for a woman. Yeah. It's made 
so difficult for a woman and i feel like we have so many of them that are ready we have so many of them that are not even like ready yet but we just need to give them the opportunity mm-hmm. or just tell them just tell them it is possible just tell one person it is possible because most many of them don't even, don't even think of it because of dreaming of it because of trying it for it for them to get you know blocked because mm. it just seems like nothing is not possible so i feel like i feel like it we could do it definitely we could but not in the near future because we have to start letting our girls know it is possible for you to get there and then we have to start letting the boys know it is possible for a woman to do that and we have to start letting them know that you know women can do a whole better job i mean look at how most of the country is now in my opinion if you had a younger educated woman mm-hmm. in the position nigeria will be so many places like I, c- I could name, I'm going to name New Zealand as a country, New Zealand and Thailand, both countries that are led by, not Thailand, sorry, a Taiwan, mm-hmm. both countries that are led by educated females. Yeah. And it's like, I have a crush on New Zealand just because of how well the country is run. Right. By a female. Right. So, it, I, I'm not saying that New Zealand will not have run well with a man, but a female brings in a whole fresh different perspective that we, we've not seen before. But it does not just have to be any woman. A woman can be as corrupt as a man. Heck, a woman can be way more corrupt as a man. And this is the fem- I'm talking about it from a first uh, feminist point of view because women are better. So if you say all the evil men do in the world, <laughs> women can do worse than that. <laughs> just like how all the <laughs> just like how all the good men do in the world, women can do better than that too. Mm-hmm. So we, we just need to get like proper person there. And if you can be if the person is female, then I feel like it's even gonna be even better. But I don't think it's in the near future because yeah. girls, we have so much more work to do and we have to let the girls who are ready or the girls who can do it, let them know, you know, it is mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I feel like there are a lot of women of that possess enormous leadership skills. I mean, if you were following the recent NSAS movement in Nigeria, you realize that it, were, it was women that actually... Uh, it was you know they were the ones that were the forefront they were the ones that started a group me chat a group me account uh, what's it called go fund me account you know they were the ones that funded the whole stuff i mean it was eye-opening and honestly i feel like nigeria needs a woman in power because once there's a woman in power a lot of women will come behind and and, and help out you know exactly Exactly, because the stuff is like if you uh, both on social media and like on the ground, I was not on the ground, but I was following on, on right. online. It was run run by women, and like and it's not just this answers. Look at every civil rights movement. It's usually the women that bring it to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that women are innately, biologically built to withstand so much. That is why I think we are stronger. You know how like people say this kind of stuff that white woman can never lead is because they don't want a woman who be going through having like hormonal issue or mm-hmm. whatever and then start the war. Honestly, look at all the war that started in the world. Who started all of them? Men for yeah. pride. Yeah. For hormonal issues too, because men have hormones. People just don't talk about that. Men have hormones. Hey, but you also you also gotta you also gotta realize that uh, men have gone to war several times because of women. I get that, but the women <laughs> first them. The first them. It was the men. It was the male's hormones that forced them to do it. 
I'm just saying, look back, look back at it again, and look at it from my point of view. If the woman tell that you must go to work for me, if the male hormones that force them to do it for the woman. So, like I said, the males is. I'm just trying to say that, like all these stupid reasons they give for why a woman cannot be in power, the men ha- men have it more. And like you're talking about, oh, woman hormones. Women, we every single month. Not every single woman, but most of us, every single month of our life, after we reach poverty, we have to go through this pain of going through period. But you don't see all of us taking off those days from work. We still have to go to work. We still have to, and women have different kind of jobs. You see, we women that are nurses, like doctors, especially during COVID, we do all this while still going through the pain that makes us feel like we want to kill ourselves. I know that myself, but I, I can't get up, but I have to go ahead and go to work. And when we go to work, we can't be crying at work. We have to be smiling and have to be professional. We can do that with women. Do that while still raising kids. You know, you know how annoying kids can be. Yeah. While still like going out in society, and most of the time people can't tell except you know when you really piss us off and we like spark, and then you always like, oh, are you on your period? But the stuff men you never know what kind of pain we go through, and we can do that while living our day-to-day life every single month, not every year, every Mm -hmm. single month. Why can't we run the country? As I think women are innately built to attempt to stand like innately built for the, like all this adversity because our body alone <laughs> fights us every month and we still survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, all those silly excuses that are brought up for why women can run in a country are just rubbish. <laughs> okay. Hey Odera, thank you. Uh Thank you for coming, showing up to the controversial talk with the smog. I really enjoyed this topic, and uh, I hope and I wish to to have you in the future. Okay. Anytime, brother. See you next time. All right. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes uh today's talk with uh with the smog. Uh, as usual. You can reach us at uh, controversial.smog at gmail.com. So controversial, C-O-N-T-R-A-V-E-R-S-I-A-L dot S-M-O-G at gmail.com. Okay. Catch you in the next episode.